Hey, my name is Lizzie Smiley, and I absolutely love helping people connect with their calling and all the tools they need to kick roadblocks and excuses right out the door so they can cultivate the life they dream about. If you want to launch, grow, pivot, or scale your Etsy shop, or you've always wanted to develop the mindset and skills to run your own business, then I'm your girl. I've had that entrepreneurial spirit going strong since my very first lemonade stand, and now I'm a work-at-home mama with multiple online companies and a full-time Etsy shop, all while being present with my kids for the everyday chaos and most important milestones. On this podcast, we'll talk about all things business, mindset, Etsy, creativity, dazzling our customers, and so much more. There's plenty of room at this table for you, so scooch on in and let's go. I'm holding nothing back. Welcome to How to Sell Your Stuff on Etsy. I'm so glad you're here. Hi, friends. Welcome back to the podcast this week. I am bringing you another exciting Etsy success story. Today's guest is Gilly Middlestead, and she is the owner of Gilly's Candles. So yes, in um, 2021, back in March, she started a candle shop, a handmade soy sustainable candle shop on Etsy. And I'm so excited for her to share her story because she is an example of someone who's, you know, just a few steps ahead of you, but already having great success and totally busting that myth that new Etsy shops can't make it, especially in the candle space, which is, you know, considered very, a very busy, saturated niche. And it's just not, it's not too saturated for someone with great ideas and a beautiful product. So Gilly has been a high school Spanish teacher and aquatics coach for seven years. Um, She'd been teaching and working in Chicago, and she and her husband recently moved to California. So massive changes. She like started this business right before their big move, and um, she has been a star seller on Etsy since March of 2022. She has a best-selling listing that has been there for months and months, and it's um, a candle that's inspired by fruity pebbles. It's absolutely magical, and she has been featured in Shout Out SoCal magazine. And her story is just amazing. You know, she started out by making really cool candles for weddings and bridal and baby showers, custom gifts, things like that. And it has turned into such an amazing small business. So I cannot wait for you to hear her story and her inspiration. She is so generous in um, how she's sharing about the candle business and what she's learned. It was such a fun lesson as well as inspiration. So please help me welcome Gilly to the show. Well, hello, Gilly. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. I'm so glad you're here. And I'm so excited for the listeners to hear your story because I think it's a riot. I'm particularly excited that you've had such quick success, like having started in 2021. <laughs> yeah. And like the mm-hmm. fact that you have um, a bestseller that just keeps performing and performing for you. And I, I don't know, a lot of people wonder if you can have, like they think it's only the old shops that do really well. Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited. Like you're an inspiration because you are newer and you've killed it. Plus you work, (laughs) work your tush off for a school. So Mm -hmm. this is going to be so fun. Thank you. That's very generous of you to say, because it's being new at this. It's even with like a bestseller and everything, it still just feels very new and you're excited about all the little things. And, you know, when you become a star seller and stuff like that, and yeah, the fact that it keeps I keep having a bestseller when I know other people sell a very similar product to mine has been very exciting. I think you have a lot of insight to share and I will let you in on a little secret that um, I explicitly have had many coaching clients say, 
could you bring newer sellers on the platform? Because they're closer to where we're at. So, you know, if I bring someone in who's like a six-figure earner, and that's like all my guests, and that's fun, right? Those stories are super inspiring, but sometimes they can also leave us a little like, that feels so far from where I am. Um, yeah. So that was a reason, like, you know, you're seeing your your shop and your success and your story. I want you to, I know you feel new and there's still a lot to grow that you want to grow, but I want you to be encouraged that you're exactly who people want to hear from right now. So it's going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Well, let's kick it off. I always like to start with like, tell us your story. I, you know, what is your professional background? What led to your decision to open an Etsy shop? Well, my career is a, a Spanish teacher, so I teach high school Spanish. I've been doing it now for eight years, and I, I also you. coach. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Um, I coach swimming and water polo, and that obviously is my main focus. I never thought, like, was thinking that I wanted to start a business. You know, that wasn't at the back of my mind. There was always a bet in the back of my mind of trying to get some sort of passive income. Okay. Um, I think just being a teacher, you know, we do have our summers. I always was waitressing. And now that I'm older, like, I don't want to be waitressing in the summer. But like, you know, you, you're just the type of people we are as teachers, we're committed, but we're creative, we're organized, and we're always working, like we're just used to doing stuff. Like we obviously we need our break in the summer. And I don't take that for granted. I definitely take my downtime. But at the same time, I like to be doing something. I like to be working and keeping busy. So um, the business just kind of started at like, you know, unexpectedly. Um, With my wedding being last year, I was looking for a specific type of candle that I wanted for the decor. And I just could not find it anywhere like on Etsy and like online, at least for like a price that I wanted to pay. Um, and so I thought, you know what, I have some time. The rest of my wedding is pretty much like stuff that I'm doing myself, like being creative and finding ideas on Pinterest and Etsy and stuff like that. Um, again, that's because that's what I like to do. I like being creative. I like making things. Um, I get a lot of satisfaction out of knowing that I can make something myself that, you know, after learning it or like, you know, trying it, experimenting. Um, and so my friend and um, my nephew's girlfriend helped me kind of play around with making some of the candles. And she showed me how to do it with like the glass, um, you know, the boiler situation, like on your stove. And, you know, we didn't do anything though. Like we didn't know about the temperatures and like the pouring, we were kind of just doing the basics. And um, also our wedding was in Wisconsin. And so we wanted to, we were serving a Wisconsin craft beer and we wanted to, um, yeah, tie that in. So with the spotted cow bottles, like of the beer that we were serving, I thought, how cute would it be to make candles in there? And that was not my idea though. Like I, I, you know, I of course had kind of come across them, but not very, very big. It's not like you see them all over the place. And I thought, okay, I can do that. That would be like a really cute touch to the wedding. So once I made them, I remember feeling like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. Like, who would have thought? Like, yeah, like who's going to make can- like candles, you know? Like I never thought about making candles before. And um, 
I was very, very busy at the time, like coaching, teaching an AP class that was wrapping up, wrapping up the school year, the water polo like season was going on, the wedding, we were moving, stuff like that. And um, so my focus was basically to make them for the wedding. And then once people saw them, they're like, oh, where'd you get these? You know, kind of questioning. They're like, you can be my friend. So like, you could totally sell these, you know, you should see like if you can sell these. And I was definitely very hesitant because I had no clue what I was doing, of course, like <clears throat> never thought about that, never thought about opening an Etsy shop. And um, the idea just kind of came from there. So like I ended up kind of testing a bunch of stuff, experimenting, and we were also kind of packing up to move to California. So I was just kind of seeing, you know, what if, if I could sell stuff and I started selling um a decent amount and then I did a couple of weddings and made like my own custom labels and um you know I really enjoyed doing that and then you know kind of had to put it on hold because we were moving um but you know people were asking me like when are you going to like start selling candles again and I thought okay like maybe this can be a thing you know so I sold a I mean, a decent amount for me was probably like, I don't know, a hundred or something in like the first couple months. Yeah. That's and then I had to take, yes. <laughs> yeah. I had one wedding that was like, um, I think I made 150 and I remember being like, oh my God, this is so exciting. <laughs> like, especially too, cause I loved doing it. I mean, I really enjoyed wow. it and I actually met the girl who, who I did hers, like she became a friend through that as well. And we were talking about our weddings and stuff like that. And it's just like, I enjoyed the whole process of it. Um, and then once I moved, you know, I was so careful about my candle stuff, like in the drive, I was like, I have to bring my candle glasses, which was so hilarious because they were literally recycled bottles that like I found on the streets. But like, I was protecting them like in my car, you know, and I wouldn't let the movers take them, which ended up being like a whole craziness, because then I didn't take other stuff that was actually really important. But um, I was just like, I need to bring my candle stuff in the car, like on the drive out to California. And um, just getting the house set up and all that, you know, it took a couple months off. And then I finally in October, I was like, all right, I'm gonna bite the bullet. I'm gonna like kind of get started again and put some money in and like October November I was just started selling like off you know it just kind of took off and I was like wow that's so weird I'm like you know this is crazy like and and of course you see on TikTok the people that overnight they have hundreds and hundreds right. of orders like that's not what I mean I mean for me I was like I had days where I would sell three candles I'd pack them and I'd then while I'm packing them I have four more orders and then I have three more orders and I had like 15 orders in a day which for me again was a lot because I'm going to work I'm coming home and my dog my husband all that you know and I'm like oh my gosh I like can't keep up again that wasn't every day but it was the holiday season and then when it rolled over into this year you know I had some I had months where I'm like making a thousand dollars extra and like you know for me it, it is like a side thing, at least right now. It's like, it's, it's not something that I can give, you know, my whole day to, I give a hundred percent with everything that I do. So when I'm working on my candles, I give the hundred percent, but I can't give like my whole day. Right. So, you know, I kind of like break it up and work on things like as much as I can. And I'm like, 
constantly thinking about stuff that I can do. Um, and then I just really started to enjoy what I was doing, you know, because for me, it wasn't about I need to make this money. It was more of like, I found something that was creative, you know, um, something that I could put like my own twist on. Obviously, the like recycling the materials and stuff was a big part of it. Um, but as much as I love my job, my teaching job, like, it's not like relaxing, right? <laughs> like, and this really? is, yeah, I know it's, it's hard to believe, but I know, but this was just kind of like, like I'm working by myself on something. I see a finished product. I like enjoy watching the process. Like I'm doing things to help the environment. Plus I'm like, I've loved the feedback. Like when people are like, oh my gosh, I love this candle. I'm like, you love something that I made? Like, that's pretty cool, you know? And like, you want to order something again from me or you like that because I use natural products or you like that the sustainability or, you know, like there's all different reasons that people have told me. And I think that's, you know, it's cool. Like, of course I hear from my students, like, you know, that I have a good relationship with them or they, I've helped them or I've done stuff, you know, but like, it's different. It's a different sort of feeling because it's like, you know, it's more short term. It's more of like, you know, I'm starting with this product, I'm experimenting, I'm trying something. And then like, I'm getting the feedback kind of right away. And like, that's keeping me going, you know, and you know, my husband, of course, is like, how are you going to like manage all of this? Like, if it does get bigger, or like, He's like, you know, you're already like at night. Sometimes when I'm, we're watching a show, I'll like pull my computer out. And like, I've definitely had to be like, okay, like I need to separate this time. But with the small businesses, your mind is always thinking like, what can I do next? What can I try? Like what's popular? What's, you know, what's cool. And, but I like that too. I like being like always like innovating, you know, and thinking about different things. So. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's been really fun. And I think, you know, I've already like over doubled, like what I was doing last year, just in like these past couple of months. And, you know, I had to start over with the networking in California since I moved. So I was kind of bummed because I had like, oh, my friends, of course, were supporting me. And then like my friends who were getting married were like, you know, they, it was a good time because like, you know, I was just kind of starting and whatever. And, and no I was kind of bummed because, right, exactly. And um, I really appreciate like my friends from back home that still have ordered from me, even though like, you know, they've obviously had paid for shipping and stuff like that. But, you know, so the networking kind of starting over was definitely challenging. But um, California is like the place for markets. Like there's tons of markets and you can oh, do yeah. them all year round. And that's been helpful. And I'm um, just like meeting people through the gym and there was a market there and, um, you know, just kind of like promoting as much as I possibly can now um, has been beneficial as well. And, you know, word of mouth is honestly like the best thing that you can do, you know, but you have to get to the point where you're like confident in what you're doing to talk about it, you know, because exactly. that takes some time as well, especially when you're not planning on doing this and you're kind of like, okay, these people are going to take advice from me. Like, I didn't know what I was doing like six months ago, but like, we all don't know what we're doing until we start doing it. And then we realize actually, oh, we are 
good at this, you know, and maybe, yeah, someone would benefit with something that, or benefit from something I have to say. So. And then right when you think you know what you're doing, everything changes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there, and there's so much behind it, which obviously, you know, it's not just like, oh, you post your picture on Etsy and everybody's going to be buying it. It's like, you, you really have to learn like what Etsy is. You have to learn about the social media aspect, which I think for me is definitely the hardest part. Like I'm not a social media person. Like I enjoy it, but I mostly enjoy what other people put. I'm not, I don't, I'm not like loving that I have to be on the internet all the time or like posting the reels and stuff like that. But it's so true that it's like that, that information is very valid and does help your business grow and get you the exposure and stuff. So like you really have to learn a lot of the behind the scenes and also understand that like it doesn't happen overnight and like seeing the TikToks and stuff of the people that do their one video does go viral. It's like, that's wonderful. And I think that's amazing, you know, and I like, I love that that does happen, but like that doesn't happen for everyone, you know? Um, but if you have, right, 10, 10, <laughs> right. But if you have consistent sales of even 10 sales a week, like people are liking your stuff, yes. you know, like people are obviously liking what you do. And I think that's what gets me to keep going, even though I'm not, you know, making an extra 10 K per month or something like that. It's like, that's not really what at least right now is what it what it's about. It's the freedom that I can create when I want. I can pack when I want. I can turn my shop off when I want. I can, you know, what like turn it on vacation mode. I can like have a little bit more flexibility with it. You can do you can basically do as much as you want with it or as little as you want. But that, you know, you have to understand where else do you get that option? <laughs> Tell me. I know. I know. <laughs> Well, that's, that's, I think why I like it because it's such this like polar opposite of like what I do during the day. That's very like regimented, very scheduled. Like, of course, like we, we don't have like within the class, it's not like we know everything that's going to happen or we're super prepared about everything. Like, you know, it goes where it goes, but at least the, like, you know, the schedule is like very repetitive and like, then you go back the next year and it's like, you know, you, you are kind of like, doing you know the same thing in a sense mm -hmm. and then but with this it's like constant like and teaching is evolving too right like we, it's not like we do the same lessons every year but I just mean like there's more flexibility with it um you know it's it's a good like addition to what I'm doing I guess because I can control how much I'm doing which I like you know because sometimes I feel more overwhelmed but I'm enjoying it at the same time. It's not like I feel like, oh my God, I need to make candles tonight. I'm like, oh, I'm going to make some candles tonight. You know, I'm going to like package these or whatever. Um, so I will be curious when you're selling 30 a day. We're going to have to powwow how excited you're feeling. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, I'll let you know if I, if I get there. You know, I think maybe like during the holidays this year, based yes. on what I had last year, if it's anything like that, which hopefully it's more because it'll I've be done more. a lot of work. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it'll be interesting, but I work think ahead now. <laughs> well, that's, that's kind of what I do. I try to work like and make as much as I can on Sundays. So that way during the week I'm only packaging. Um, nice. but you know, a lot of my stuff is custom too. Okay. At the same time. So, you know, I try to have a couple of each like ready to go. So at least I can not be making stuff a ton during the week, but more so packaging. 
but it's also good. Like now that I have my summer, I can focus more on like learning about what I have to do in the fall, in the winter. So I'm not like, I'm just doing it. I'm not like learning about what to do. Cause that's what, yes. where it, it becomes stressful for me. It's not the actual, like putting it into play. It's the, like, when I come across, Hmm, I'm struggling here. Cause I don't know about websites. And like, you know, that's the frustrating part is like learning, but I mean, we're so lucky to have like so many resources online now. And there are so many people that offer free tips or just like blogs or like videos now. I mean, so many people have their small businesses now or like their extra sort of things that they're doing to make really to make passive income, right? Because we're all trying to do something that is bringing us income, but is like an easier way of bringing it. You know what I mean? Like we're not thinking about it. Like we're making the money like because of work maybe that we did a little bit ago or something that like keeps profiting, right? So... People shop on Etsy for the unique experience of getting something handmade, packaged with care, and just way more meaningful than an average purchase, right? And since we Etsy sellers are completely obsessed with our packaging, and we know how much thoughtful packaging improves our customers' unboxing experience, I am super excited to introduce you to the brand No Issue. All one word, all lowercase, N-O-I-S-S-U-E, No Issue. No Issue makes eco-friendly, yay! and customizable packaging that is totally affordable for small businesses and Etsy sellers. Hello, next level branding for your shop. So that means that you can literally get a design that you created, something gorgeous you find on Canva, your logo, whatever you like, physically printed on your packaging materials. And if you're not naturally gifted at design, which is 100% me, (laughs) they have great tools right on the site to help you do it. No Issue literally has everything you need for your packaging, you guys. Like, they have tissue paper, washi tape, poly poly mailers, stamps, stickers, boxes, food-safe paper if you're a a food provider, and the list goes on. I couldn't fit it all here and not make this forever long. So y'all need to know that my clients rave about this company. It's the best way you can up your packaging game while also being environmentally friendly and set your shop apart by leveling up that customer experience. Not to mention your photo possibilities with your cute new packaging materials, like hello Instagram. So if you've been buying your tissue paper at Walmart and your poly mailers from Amazon, try no issue instead. It's still affordable. It's so much cuter. And the earth will thank you for making an eco-friendly choice. Grab their link in the show notes and get ready to send serious happy mail to your customers. Well, you said something earlier that made my ears perk up because, um, I, I love being outside. Outside is, is my favorite thing. Please get me out of the city on Mm -hmm. land somewhere or just, I I love nature. So you talked about, um, using natural products and sustainable practices. And I just, as like a, as just like an earth lover, I just love nature. And so I get really excited Mm -hmm. about things like that because I hate seeing trash and, I hate, you know, I, I love that. So if you don't mind, I want to take a segment of this and talk about, about some of that. So mm-hmm. like, for example, um, you chose soy-based wax and I'd love to know how you decided on that and like what makes that special. And then I'd also love to hear about how you, how, what, some of your sustainable practices and how you've integrated that. Mm-hmm. Cause as a new business too, that's just, that's amazing. I mean, I totally started with mm-hmm. just reclaimed wood for that exact reason. Yeah. I had to evolve. Yeah. It grew, but anyway, so I geek out about that. Talk to me about that. Well, I, 
first, always in the back of my mind with candles, the first thing that I thought was like, when you see these beautiful candles at like anthropology or something, you're spending $90 on a candle because you love the decor, right? You want to use it as a decor piece. But how many people buy it and then they don't want to light it because they're like, no, I don't want to touch this. It's so beautiful. It's It's just a decor piece. Yeah. Yeah. Guilty. And exactly. And I was like, that is so ridiculous. Like we buy (laughs) candles because we should be able to use them. We want them to be fragrant. And like, I, my first kind of thought was like, what if I offered it where people like use their candle wherever they buy it from or whatever. And then I could offer a service of like refilling it for them, you know? And basically like having that decor piece, like live forever. Like, obviously I probably couldn't match the exact scent depending on where they get it, but like they could pick a different scent or whatever. And with the idea of the stuff, like with the wedding, with the bottles, I, my first candle that I ever started making was wine bottle candles because, um, all my, all my friends, we like drink wine, right? We have all these bottles. My roommate would drink a bunch of wine. And like, we always had all these bottles. And since I bought the cutter to make those candles for the beer bottle candles, like for the wedding, I was like, I'm going to do the wine bottles. And like one of my good friends and old coworkers, she loved her wine and she would just basically be like a supplier for me for the bottles. And she was great. And I, it gave me the freedom to like, just play around a lot, but also like, I'm not spending money on, you know, the new glass and stuff. So yes. I spent my first couple of months going to thrift stores, getting the wine bottles. And then also, this is so sad, but in Chicago, my neighborhood, I would just go for walks around my neighborhood mm-hmm. and I would pick up like 12, 15 bottles. Um, and my, one of my best friends from home, actually it was a bunch of Mexican beer. She's the one who gave me the idea that she's like, you got to make a Cinco de Mayo collection. Cause you got, I picked wow. up all these Modelo's like Pacifico's all this stuff like in my neighborhood. Right. And as sad as it was at the same time, I was like, I'm doing, I'm picking up trash and I'm also like reusing it. And then I'm saving money on buying like jars. So So I would put stuff out on Facebook and at school, I was probably getting to the point where I was like annoying because I would be like, do any of you guys have your Bath and Body Works candles that like you used up? Oh, wow. Yeah. Does anyone have those? You know, you can give them to me. And people would say, yeah, I I always save them. I never know what to do with them. And I would go pick up from random people's houses, like 10 or 12 of those because everyone loves a good Bath and Body Works candle, right? Mm -hmm. Um. And so I started doing that and I was using a hundred percent recycled materials for a long time until I couldn't keep it up and people were ordering from me and I didn't have the jars. So I did have to start ordering them. Um, but I do like, so I can't, you know, my stuff isn't a hundred percent recycled at this point, but I always am selling my wine bottle candle, my beer bottle candles, my Topo Chico um and then like my the people who are like local to me will use up their candles and then they'll give me their jars and then I'll give them a discount like on their next purchase right so I will like reuse the jars um I it's funny now because like when I see certain containers I'll be like oh that would be a good candle or (laughs) you know like when I was just in Mexico this weekend I bought two things from a guy again who was just a local guy like selling stuff and I was like these are going to be great candles you know and I like bought from him and 
you know, again, helping him at the same time. It was, wasn't yeah. a store. It was like a guy selling stuff. Um, so I love recycling stuff in general. My husband and I, like, we, we do all the sorting. We do all the stuff. We take our cans. Like, that's just kind of like the type of people that we are. Um, I love reusing things and turning it into something beautiful, you know, just kind of like in general. And that kind of like gets me, like, gives me a high to be like, oh, I see this. Like, how could, what can I do and yes. like turn this into it? And like, you know, with planning the wedding and stuff at the same time, like having that creative outlet and like, you know, might not be exactly, you know, what this picture looks like or something, but what do I already have at home that I can like use or turn this into? Um, so I love that. Um, my husband cuts, still cuts the glass for me. Um, like when I'm at work, like I'll leave a bunch of bottles and he will cut it and sand it for me and make sure like, you know, that it's good to go. Um, but I also think like, it's just really cool, like a wine bottle anyway, or like bottles in general, like champagne bottles and stuff like that is very just unique. Um, but yeah, like you're, you're reusing something that like you weren't, there's not much that you can do with it anyway. Um, and it's just small steps. I think like that's, you can, you know, you don't have to go crazy with what you're doing, but really the small sort of things add up. And then like with the wax, I tried all different yes. types of waxes yes. and, and also throughout the past year I, with COVID, but also with a lot of people starting their candle business at the same time, which I of course missed the whole quarantine, which I was like, <laughs> dang, why didn't I start it? Like before I could have had two years I was working on it. Cause that's when a lot of people started. So yes, I was kind of worried that I was like, how am I going to be different now? Like all these people started a year ago, they're way ahead of me. Um, but <clears throat> I, d I have done a lot of research and I, my first box that I ever got was soy wax. And I started off just buying 10 pounds, which was, of course was so expensive. Um, because I didn't, you know, know how much I was going to use or whatever. And then you start buying the 45 pound boxes and stuff like that. And there's a couple of people, couple of, couple of places that sell them, but it's very, very expensive to ship because it's like these big, big boxes and whatever. But, um, one of the people sometimes say, well, soy wax, you don't necessarily get like a super, super strong scent so people are always drawn to bath and body works for example okay. because you immediately get that scent right and but not first of all not all people love that but also right when you really do the research behind it like the types of waxes that are used in candles aren't necessarily the best for you for your house for your pets and right. i did with the soy wax there were, you know it took a lot of experimenting some of the first candles that i made had no scent at all I feel like some of the first people that probably bought from me, like, thank you to them for trusting me because they probably weren't the most amazing candles, right? Because there's so much science behind it with the fragrance, with the throw, like each fragrance has a different like um, flashpoint, like when you're supposed to pour it in at like a different temperature, maybe like depending on what's in it. But with the soy wax, it, it comes in flakes. So it's like very easy to scoop in and whatever. But I thought, you know what, let me try this paraffin soy wax blend. And it came in these blocks. Um, it was harder to work with, but the throw was amazing. Like they smelled super great, like right off the bat. But once I started to do my research on it, I was like, I will never sell this again. Like I just can't, wow, I can't okay. like be behind it. 
And the reason is like with, oh, yeah, please. Oh, you're going to tell us. Yeah. What, what, yeah. With health reasons, like, so coconut wax is, is great. A hundred percent. Beeswax is great. hundred percent soy wax. This was like a soy paraffin blend. And I thought I was kind of convincing myself, oh, well, it's soy wax. It's a blend, you know? And once I used that box, like I was like, I'm, I don't want to promote myself as this like sustainable, natural brand. When in reality it was, wasn't fully completely natural. Do you know what I mean? It was yeah, like, integrity, yeah. they, they kind of, yeah. And like, that's how so many companies get you, whether it's dog food or food we're eating or, you know, fragrances or whatever, like, oh, it's all natural, but it's like, is it really though? Like you have to really like do your research as with everything. Um, but this hundred percent soy wax. So it's like, it's biodegradable. It's all natural. It's vegan. It has a longer, um, burn time, um, because it burns slower. <clears throat> it doesn't give off like a lot of that black suit that sometimes you'll get, yeah. which that's what like puts carcinogens into the air, which is like mm-hmm. very toxic. Right. And that's like a big thing that you get from paraffin wax, even though sometimes you can't see it. Um, and so the cold throw, like when you smell it without it being lit is different than the hot throw, right? You can have a super, super amazing cold throw and not great hot throw Yes, and vice versa. So after like kind of reading into it and I haven't even done like all my research and like, you know, not going to like bash any, like anything specific, but like we're all tempted when we go to TJ Maxx or home goods or whatever, like the candles that are sitting there, but there's definitely better options. Like you have to read it. And if it's like a hundred percent soy wax, it has to say a hundred percent coconut wax or, you know, something like that. Blends. I try to stay away from unless it's like a coconut and soy blend, something okay. like that. But, um, you know, I think just the average person doesn't know a lot about it. And we just are like, Oh, you it know, smells good. the, yeah. Right. It smells good. Like, that's great. But in reality, it's the same thing, like with the chemicals that we're using in our house or like, I, I used to always use those like Glade scents because I, I just oh, love yes. things smelling good. Right. After I started my business, I like, I got rid of all of that. And I order now from like a company that's a hundred percent natural, like with the fragrances that they use, you know? So it's like, you're sacrificing money I guess like your materials are more expensive just like food that's better for you right dog food for your dog like that's better is more expensive food for you that's better for you is more expensive that's organic blah 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 it's the same with candles like yeah you can buy be like oh at Walmart I can get the same like scent for four dollars yes you can but you don't get the same benefits right like that's from a machine and it's it's most likely a paraffin wax. Um, wow. You know, okay. um, you just have to like do, you know, do your research and kind of like look behind it. And then of course, like there are certain fragrances that are natural as well, or like essential oils. Like I don't use essential oils in my candles. I would love to eventually get there. Those are way more like expensive, like, um, but I do use a line that is from candle science and it's like, it's a certified clean blend. So they basically are taking all the scents that they've had and they're putting them through like all these tests where they're like coming out certified clean. So like most fragrances these days are phthalate free, but they don't like go through these other tests to become like, you know, 
um, free of all these certain toxins or carcinogens. And um, California, of course, has their own like restrictions on like almost everything now. Um, But I'm still learning about what are the best fragrances. And like, I don't have every single fragrance is considered like clean. Um, But I'm always very good about saying it. Like when I post like on my Instagram, I will say certified clean scent, you know, so you're like, if that's very important to you, you know what you're getting. But like, do all of mine have that? No, because they don't offer it for all of them. But eventually, like they keep coming out with more and more like as they go through this test process. Um, and I hope to eventually like be at the point where I'm like 100% because I've already changed my wax. I'm using mostly recycled jars um, or whatever, whatever. They're not even jars. Like they're just, you know, whatever glass. And also with that though, like you shouldn't use a jar like 10 times for a candle. Okay. You know what I mean? Because of the the hot, like the heat that's that's there. The same as like a water bottle, a, plas- a plastic one, like an yeah, ice mountain or something. Gross. You mm-hmm. you refill it a couple times and then you you should recycle it. You know, it's the same here. Like you can't use it 10, 12 times, but you can reuse it a couple times. Um, and then, you know, turn it into like for your makeup brushes or something like that. But um, I I just think that like those are easy sort of steps to be helping the environment as well as you know, bringing it into your house. Like when I first started with this, I had a puppy, like my dog is just over one now. And he was, he was eight weeks old when we brought him home in June. So kind of when I was like, basically starting this. And so he's running around everywhere. I'm of course, like, worried about everything that gets in his mouth, because he was picking everything up. And the thing about the 100% soy wax too, is like, if it's ingested by a baby or an animal, like as long as they don't eat the entire box, like it's okay. It's not going to kill them because it's all natural product. Right. Um, But some of the other waxes like are toxic to animals or to children, right. If they're crawling around and they like pick it up. Um, And so I, with knowing that, I think honestly, that was probably my main reason for switching to the soy wax because I was so worried that if I dropped a little bit and my dog came and got it, I think because you're just like psycho about it when you have like a baby <laughs> animal, right? Or you have a baby, like you're so worried about everything they pick up and put in their mouth. So um, I was always so concerned. Um, I remember one time he swallowed one of the um, packing peanuts. And when I called oh. the vet, they made me do this test to see if it was like a biodegradable one. And it was, thank God. And I didn't even know about packaging at that time. And they were like, oh, he's fine. He's going to like poop it out, you know, no problem. But there are packing peanuts that are not sustainable. And like that could like get clogged, you know, in their track or whatever. Somewhere. (laughs) Yeah. Like whatever happens, you know? And so I just was like, you know what? It's so, if I have to pay a little bit more or whatever to get, the biodegradable packing peanuts or the corrugated boxes or whatever it is, I'm fine with it. I mean, don't be surprised if I ship out candles to you and it's in a Costco box. Like that's just (laughs) how I am. Like I love the brands that have all the cute packaging and all of that. I really do. And I try to do that as best as I can inside the box. I put in stickers and I have like, you know, information card and stuff like that. But like, 
I'm more about the product and less about like the packaging. Like I have fun tape that I put on there and stuff, but like if I have a box and it's from like something that I bought, I'm going to use it because that's just part of my brand. Like, do I have boxes that I order? Yes, of course. And those are corrugated boxes. They're either a hundred percent recycled or mostly recycled um, material. And, you know, it's just kind of like, to me, it's just more important to have that than to have like boxes printed with my brand name on it or whatever, because a lot of people aren't like me and they don't recycle and they just throw it away. And like, I don't want to participate in that because at least I know that if they don't continue to reuse it or recycle it, that I've already done my part because that box already is recycled. Right. And then when I'm selling stuff like, you know, to at a, at a market or something like that, I always use paper bags for like paper wrapping materials. And then if I do gift boxes or like the paper bags, when I first started, I was putting like a little sticker on it. And then I was like, this is so ridiculous. No one's ever going to reuse this bag. And, you know, it was so cute. I had like my little bitmoji on it. And I thought, oh my gosh, like, this is great. My branding. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And then I was like, this doesn't line up with what I really believe in. Because I'll get like a great gift bag or something like that. And I'm like, oh, I really want to reuse this for my best friend. She'll love this bag or something like that. But someone like writes too gilly all over it. You know, you, you can't use it. And I thought, you know, that's another great way to not put any stickers or any like name on my gift boxes or on my bags, because then people can use it for another gift that they're giving someone else. Like, it's such an easy thing to do to keep the like process going where somebody can like be like, Oh, I'm going to use this box now for something that I give to my other friend. You know what I mean? Yes. And I so, love that you thought through all of that. I think that is incredible. I love that. And I love the little yeah. um, lesson about soy being more healthy. Thank you so much for all mm-hmm. of that. Hey, Hey, this podcast is brought to you by my free masterclass, how to kickstart your Etsy shop. Do you have goals for your Etsy shop that aren't quite happening yet? (laughs) Whether you're an Etsy hobbyist or have dreams for a full-time, replace-your-day-job kind of business, there's definitely a learning curve to figuring out your own Etsy secret sauce. (laughs) And I totally want to help you connect those dots and crack the Etsy code even faster. So... I went ahead and made a free Etsy masterclass for you to start learning some of the critical pieces of the Etsy puzzle that will help you start getting those sales. My How to Kickstart Your Etsy Shop free masterclass will give you massive insights that will make your Etsy challenges feel like an old memory. I'm teaching you two myths that will hold you back if you buy in, two huge mistakes that most new sellers make, and three skills to master to become successful on Etsy. I can't wait to hear your quick wins that come out of this, you guys. You can grab it today. It's available on demand at howtosellyourstuff.com forward slash masterclass. That's howtosellyourstuff.com forward slash masterclass. I will see you there. Yeah. Um, Like, can we talk about your bestseller though? Because I need to geek out with you about that for Mm -hmm. a few minutes. Because um, I just think when you're in a new shop like that and you get and you get to have that experience. And I mean, I've had, I had signs that would come up as a bestseller, but they wouldn't last more than a few weeks. It's really cool when mm. you've got one that stays really? there. Yeah. Yeah. It's most people don't keep them as long as you do. So yours oh, is, I didn't know that. no, this is no small feat, especially in the candle niche, which is extremely competitive. 
So, mm-hmm. so guys, you can still have success in the candle niche and you can still have bestsellers in the candle niche. She just started last year. So it's, yours is so cool though. It looks like, it like it reminds me of, it looks like a bowl of fruity pebble cereal, which mm-hmm. is amazing. And so I'd love to know, how did you dream that up? What is the story behind how it became a bestseller? Please tell me what the scent is because I'm super intrigued by, like, mm-hmm. I mean, I wish I could smell it through the computer. Someone needs to invent that. Yeah, it's, you know, it's very interesting because first of all, I never ate really fruity cereal as a kid. I never really related to it as much as I do like in my adult life. Cause it's like this novelty that it was like, you know, I think most of us, our parents like wouldn't let us have the sugary cereal like every day. Right. And if like, I remember my parents would only buy it for us when we would go on our vacation and it came in these little boxes. And I remember like the whole strip where you would get like one of each like little box. Yes. And it was like, we're going on vacation. We could have like our cereal. Right. And it was like this novelty. And when I first started, there was absolutely no way that I thought, oh, I'm going to be making cereal candles. Like, first of all, because I, I'm not really drawn to the fruity scents, or I wasn't as, but I am, the more that I make them, the more I like actually do really like them and understand like why people like the fruity scents. But, um, so I, of course, you, every business owner goes through the stage where they think something is super cool and is going to sell a lot and it does not sell at all. <laughs> Guilty. Yes. So, you know, right. So there's certain things and I was like, oh, this is definitely going to sell and whatever. And, you know, I did not come up with this idea. Like during the quarantine, of course, I saw a guy like making cereal candles on TikTok um, that was just flying off the shelves and whatever. Um, I never again, like was planning on having a candle business or whatever. But I was, when I was trying to find like different, um, like wholesale businesses to buy the wax, to buy the fragrances and stuff like that. Um, you know, I saw that they had this like fruity pebble scent and I thought, you know what? Like it was like, um, you know, it's not the exact scent of fruity pebbles, but it is very similar. So it's like a type fragrance. And, um, I thought, you know what, I'll give it a shot. Like whatever this, this guy who was selling, he was selling lucky charms. So it wasn't this exact same thing, but, um, and I believe that his also was, wasn't soy wax, but it was flying off the shelves. And so when I saw this fragrance on the site, I was like, okay, whatever, I'll give it a shot. I bought like the four ounce. Um, and now I buy it like in the gallon. Um, <laughs> And yeah, and I like immediately sold out and I thought, wow, you know, on yeah. Etsy immediately mm-hmm. <gasps> with that four ounce, like what I made, I sold out and I only had one style of it. And, um, then I was like, how could I make this even more interesting? And I like put the fruity pebbles, like actually around the jar. Um, so I take, uh, what do you call it? Corn syrup. And I like brush it across the sides and I would pour actual like fruity pebbles in there. No way. And, <gasps> yeah. So it has the real fruity pebbles cereal in there and then it has the scent. So, um, oh I also have experience experimented with like how much, because like you can't put too much in there if it's too close to the wick, like sometimes they'll burn, but overall they're, they're safe, like to be in there. They just float down to the bottom. Um, but also like any candle, you have to observe it. You have to watch it. You don't, can't light it and go into another room. Like candles are 
something that like you have to be very aware. If I were you, I would set a timer because I, you know, you don't want to fall asleep with a candle lit or leave your house and your animals there or whatever. But um, that's a whole other thing. But um, yeah, with this, I started doing that. And then I just could not keep it in stock, basically. And it's because the, the the scent that it gives off is like such a nostalgic scent because it is very close to the cereal. Again, it's not exact, but I think because I added the cereal in there, like that helps it give off the smell as well. Because, you know, when you pop open those boxes, like you can smell it right away. Um, and then actually somebody messaged me on Etsy and was like, could you put this in a bowl for me? And I thought, sure, why not? You know, I'll try it. So I went and I um, went to the Salvation Army and I bought a couple like bowls, you know, clear bowls. And I posted on it, could not keep those in stock. Then I started adding spoons in there. And now I have like the option that you can buy either one, like with the spoon or without. So um, credit to that guy. I don't even obviously know his name, who actually asked me if I could do it and then never bought it from me. And he must have found something else or whatever. But, um, you know, people just message you and whatever. And I was like, yeah, sure, I can do that. And then he never kind of followed through buying it through me. But um, I posted that, of oh, course, and asked started for the selling those. I thought you meant the TikTok yeah. guy. The person who yeah. asked for the bowl didn't no, buy no. it. But made you yeah. a fortune. So maybe it was an angel. That is incredible. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah, so I was like, all right, I'll keep doing it. And then I started ordering um, the bowls, like, in um, boxes of 12 or 24 because, again, I couldn't keep those in stock. So with that candle, I, I offer like many, many different sizes because people then would start messaging me like, when is this one going to be in stock? And when, you know, cause I, I just kind of would, you know, I wasn't like ordering it to like keep it in stock. I was just kind of like, whatever I have, I'll make it in this jar or whatever. And then I was like, okay, this is like getting pretty popular. So I'll have weeks where I only sell like 30 fruit, fruity candles. And that's like all that I sell. And then I'll, you know, of course, like have other stuff in here. Um, I say all the time, I'm like, I did not think I would be spending most of my time making this candle out of all candles, you know, because I, mm. I myself was never like a fruity candle. I was, I'm more of like a musky lemon, citrus, maybe like depending vanilla. on my mood. Mm -hmm. Especially with dog, and like, you gotta have vanilla. That's the only yes. thing that smells good with dog. <laughs> Well, now it's like, depending on what day it is and what time of day it is, I kind of have different scents. Like, okay. you know, on, on weekends, I love lighting like a banana bread or a vanilla, something coffee, like kind of warm, you know, baked good sort of thing versus like at night, I like more of like a lavender or when I just clean everything, I got the lemon or the grapefruit going, something like that. I love it. Um, but yeah, so it kind of just like, yeah, I don't I remember when I got the bestseller. I think I got it in February and I've still had it had it for you know the couple months. Or maybe I no, I got the um bestseller Your star it, seller was it February. Star seller. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um I don't know, I kind of just like keep going with it and people <laughs> do really like it and I've had really good feedback on it that we're like, "Hi, right, get the box and I can smell it through the box and um, people sometimes are like, yeah, I just, even when I don't have it lit, I can still smell it. And I love that about it. You know, um, it just gives off a really great cold throw as well. Um, 
But, you know, the cool thing is, too, is, like, when you're making custom stuff, like, you can do it as little or as much as you want. Like, I have people that reach out to me and say, I'm really sensitive to scents. And I just say, okay, I can make whatever scent you want with a lighter amount of fragrance oil or none at all. Like, some people love, love candles, but they can't deal with the scents or have allergies. And it's like, you cannot go to a store and buy an unscented candle. Like, that's just not a thing. You know, like they're all scented. And I, and I think like to have that flexibility or I had one person message me and she's like, I love like all caps. I love strong scents. Like <laughs> guarantee me that this is super strong. And I said, this will be super strong. I promise. Like I put a little bit more in there. And she was like, oh my God, this candle is like amazing. Blah, 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 blah. You know, and I was like, all right, perfect. You know, and I think that's like, that's just a really cool thing and I think too like it sparked a lot of this like when I was getting married and I was trying to support small businesses with like cookies or little desserts or like stuff like that and how excited that made me be like oh this is perfect this matches my decor or whatever like to be that person like for someone else you know to be like oh my god I love this candle like look at this like super unique candle that I got like from me this like random girl in California (laughs) like who wasn't even meant to be doing this in the first place you know, I think like, that's just a really cool thing about it. I like that I can customize stuff. I like that I have the creativity, like, and I want to be creative when people are like, hey, this is my vision for my wedding or my bridal shower, or, you know, to be able to like, kind of craft up like a fun label or something like that. Like, that part, I enjoy a lot. So just try to constantly be like creative and innovative with what you're doing and really be able to accept feedback too. Because like when I first started, like I had people buying stuff from me and I would get this like anxiety and be like, is the candle good? Like, is it lighting? Are they like soft that they bought them? The wax doesn't go all the way around. Or maybe I use the wrong wick. Cause like sometimes like (laughs) I'll pick up a wick and it fell out of the bag and I have to literally play mystery. Like, detective to figure out exactly which wick it is based on the size because you have to measure the candle like you know if I were making this glass into a candle like you have to measure this circumference uh, yeah Mm -hmm. across and like you go on the, the certain websites and like it will give you the best guess of like which wick to use so okay no, that's why, like, for example, Bath and Body Works, they have two sizes of candles. They know what works for their candles. They use the same wax, they use the same fragrance, the same wick, right? So they don't, they're not sitting there testing out all their candles. A small business, like, we have to test out our candles. And even the candle that I give to you, I obviously didn't test out that candle myself. I couldn't have. There's yes. no way. I've done my own testing and I, I have chosen the best wick and the best, like, amount of fragrance to make this candle based on the research that I've done. But could there possibly be like a little bit of tunneling or could there possibly be like a little bit of black suit? Like, yes, that's all possible because it's like a natural thing. But you also like learn if you are really into candles of like how to get your candles burning consistently. You always want to light your candle or you want to cut your wick before each light, especially the first light. So like if you have a brand new candle, you still want to cut the huh. end off. You want to have like one fourth of an inch of wick, you light it. And then you have to make sure that you have like a couple of hours to light that candle. How many oh. times have I 
candle and I have to leave my house and I'm like pissed off because I have, I'll blow it out and then I get like the ring around it because it, it doesn't have ample time to like have the wax like go all the way around. Okay. It, so the first time you light a candle, you want to be able to like, you're at home for like a couple hours. You're not going to be rushing out. You light it. You really like, you know, can let it do its thing. Sometimes you don't get an immediate scent. Again, like it really depends on like the type of candle and fragrance. Sometimes like it takes a couple hours for the scent to really come, you know, come to life. Um, but yeah, you want to make sure that you, you trim your wick every single time because then you don't get that like kind of mushroom cap at the top. Um, okay. You also like, that's where sometimes you'll get the black suit around like the outside because right. mm-hmm. wick is too long. Right. Wow. Um, and then, yeah, there's like a ton of different tricks and things like that you learn along the way. But if you are really big into candles, you should definitely buy a wick trimmer. So like when it gets really low, you can stick the trimmer in there and cut it. Because if you're just using a scissors, you can't reach like all the way down and your hand will get like set on it if it already has some on there or whatever. Um, you know, there's just a lot to learn about them like candles actually are very complex kind of things i'm literally um, going to talk about passive income yeah. you need to sell a course on candles like here's <laughs> how to produce you could literally sell a course to etsy sellers and other people with websites no candles yeah i'm okay i'm planting an idea here because you said passive income and right now girlfriend yeah. you're working your butt off to make your extra dollars actually you could sell a digital course and you could teach how to like how to do sustainable soy-based candles and you could teach them all of this stuff about the health about all of it because then they can market it but then you can also mm-hmm. teach them like how to figure out how much fragrance to put in how and i know yeah. all of that is out there but they'd have to go through thousands of hours of research to figure it out yeah you have all of this you've already right. tested it all i'm just saying i'm just saying because we've <laughs> never had podcasts like this this has been very educational yeah. Like the people who um geek out they're they're loving this they are they are literally uh-huh. You're, and you just, and you just, you are so free flowing with your ideas oh, and your knowledge. You. Yes. Okay. So idea planted, consider it. Let me know when it's for sale. I will. Um, I will. <laughs> <laughs> I'll help you promote it. I think it's awesome. Oh my God. That'd be amazing. I will promote it through my uh, resources page on my website because people want to learn this stuff. It's so good. That'd be, that'd be really cool. Link. You can start a whole teach. It's so good. Oh, okay. So we have got to wrap up. So tell me, what are some um, tips that you would offer to someone just getting started on Etsy? You're the perfect person to do this because you're not six, seven years in like me. You're mm-hmm. newer. What are what are some really good tips for a newbie? Well, I just saw one of my friends even on Instagram post the other day about like these little family portrait paintings that she did and she oh. put on her story. She was like, do you think anybody would buy these um you know, on Etsy, I'm thinking about making an Etsy store. And I'm like, just start the Etsy store. Like, mm-hmm. what do you have to lose? Mm-hmm. You obviously like doing what you're doing. You'll never know until you try. I think that's, it seems kind of cheesy, but like, that's just who I am in general. I'm not afraid of losing a little bit of money or afraid of like making mistakes or whatever, because that's how you learn. And like, you kind of just have to bite the bullet. And like, the same thing with the the website. Like I was nervous because it was a decent amount of money to put out. Is it making me thousands of dollars? No, but I'm still learning about it. Right. And it's like just another step in the process, but it's like, 
the main thing that was in my brain is that I was like, I don't next year want to be like thinking about all that I could have made this year from it or whatever. Like I already kind of feel like there's not enough time for everything right in life. And it's just like, (laughs) just, yeah, it's like you have nothing to lose. Don't like put all your eggs in one basket and spend $10,000 on product right away. But like what I did was kind of slowly, but surely, of course, was I spending more money because I was buying the wax in 10 pounds? Yes. But then like, you start to learn, you start to see, you really have to see to what people want. And you kind of have to modify, which is the big thing with Etsy, right? You have to find that niche and really narrow it down. Because you want to sell what people want, even though you might not necessarily want it, you have to see what the general public wants, what they're searching for. Right. So it's like, you can start by doing that, see like, you know, what people want from it. And like, you'll hear you have to be open to feedback and you have to ask people really too, like, Hey, what do you think about this? Or like, you know, and if they're like, no, that really sucks. You can't like go cry about it. You just have to like, you know, modify it. And like, I do think that my background just in being a teacher and like the constant, like, you know, reflecting on your own performance, like, Hey, did my kids get to the point that they really needed to be? Or did I really not explain this lesson enough? Like, you know, there's a difference in seeing that a couple people didn't do well or everybody's not grasping it. Maybe I need yes. to explain it again. Maybe I need to redo it in a different way or like maybe we should act this out instead of reading it or like whatever, right? You're just constantly like modifying and that's the same with any business. You have to constantly be open to like changes, modifying, seeing what, what works, but like you just have to start. Even if you're making a couple sales, like you're making a couple sales, like what what are you losing? You know, you just have to take it slow. That's, that's my advice because you, you never know. And like, you can't also expect long-term things to happen in the short term. Like you have to focus on very short-term goals or like, Hey, it's going to be the holidays. Like maybe I can make, you know, a bunch of these and sign up for a market that like you buy a a seller's day pass for one day and you see how it goes. You know what I mean? Like, But it doesn't take any money to make an Etsy shop, which is one thing I do love about Etsy. Like you obviously get charged for the listing and you get charged a percentage once you sell, but Etsy really promotes new sellers, which I think is awesome. They really like value people who are just starting out and they show your stuff through, um, like the engine, the search engine. Yeah. Like much, much more. And then, you know, you see it slows down and you trust me, like I got to a point where I was like, gosh, I was selling like 15 or 20 for the past couple of weeks to like zero in a week. Yeah. But it's like, you, it's you like- just keep going. Like, yeah. Like, and you have to know that like, there's thousands of people selling on there, but you kind of learn like how to make yours different. And like, if you have a talent, like this girl, for example, obviously paints or, or draws or something like that. Like I don't paint or draw like. <laughs> You're definitely going to sell more than me if I were to do that. And like, you know, you kind of fine tune what you're already good at. And if you enjoy doing it, just start the shop. Like you can always close it. And if you're like, oh, this is too much or I don't really like it. But, you know, I'll see people all the time like asking for help. Like, hey, I'm not really getting this many sales and whatever. And like people like you, like you helped me originally with mine. There's I think you even have this like video. I think I watched yours that it was like three things that you can make 
you know, that you might be doing wrong that are like super simple, easy fixes that you'll see, you'll go from zero sales to 10 or whatever, but it's still more. And like, you just have to like commit to doing it. Like you're either going to do it or you're not, you don't have to give every minute of the day to it, but when you are giving the time to it, like that is your focus, right? Just like anything else. So and it's super low risk. That's my recommendation. We were talking before yeah. we recorded about exactly. like starting a business 50 years ago and how next to impossible it was. And today we love to cry and gripe about all of the, you know, obstacles, but honestly there are fewer than ever. Like let's right. let's like pull some Pollyanna disposition out here guys and have a positive attitude mm-hmm. because honestly there are fewer barriers than there've ever been before. I mean like yeah, call me optimistic, but <laughs> No, I, I agree. And it, you know, it's hard to be optimistic sometimes in this world because with the social media, we're constantly shown of how we can be better, right. Or how, Oh, my product isn't as good as this product, or I don't look that great in this reel and look at this beautiful girl in this reel or whatever it is. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, you know, and that's kind of like what I said too earlier about like my boxes and stuff. It's like, you will, the people that have the really fancy boxes and whatever, they're reaching the people that want the really fancy boxes. And then the people like me, I'm reaching the people that love the sustainability, that love the recycling aspect of it, or that love, you know, that it's a hundred percent soy wax or whatever it is. Like you will find that right group of people that you're selling to. You, you know? just dropped gold so. because people would not have put money on me when there are these gorgeous, young, super successful um, other Etsy coaches. You know, you guys have seen Anastasia's templates. She was, she was on um, back in, was it in May, when we, our last episode, and Jenny from the shop, who literally looks like a Disney princess. And these <laughs> girls kill it. And the thing is, and like they're like some of my best friends, and they're a totally different vibe. I am super happy. Yeah. Most of the time, I'm not wearing makeup. If you look at my TikTok, <laughs> look like I have put no and the thing is is that but my people find me because but, some people well, love yeah down to earth every mm-hmm. day and I'm not saying there's one that's right or wrong I'm saying we all can find there is room at the table for every exactly yeah yep. so I love that you said that Gilly I you agree. Gold. Yeah. although I agree and your out. stuff your stuff is so beneficial by the way thank like, you I just try to help like I really try to give as much away as I can. And usually when it's paid, it's because it's taken a lot more work to put together and you need mm-hmm. to get in and you need to see the videos. And I'm showing you the, like the analytics I'm showing you, it's just different. So thank you. I really yeah. try on TikTok, especially to give away as mm-hmm. much as I can, that I can just give you in a little bite to chomp right. So Yeah. So that, you have to do that too. Like one thing, when I was at a market, the people next to me were selling food, right? So like they can give a little sample And I've always thought, like, how can I, like, give my buyers, because, you know, it's hard to buy candles online. You really don't know what they're going to smell like. You can read what the fragrance notes are, and you could read my description. But in reality, you don't know until you get it, right? So it is always a risk. But I've never had anyone return a candle, knock on wood. Um, you, You could always re-gift it. You know what I'm saying too? It's always a beautiful gift. Like if let's say you get it and you're like, you know. Not but for me, but yes. I, <laughs> I'm just trying, like my next one thing would be to like, when I do do the markets and stuff like that, I mean, the markets are good because they can smell them in person. But yes. um, I always try to, um, when I can, I'll throw in like a little, 
like a votive candle, you Aww. know, with like a little scent. Cause when I have extra, you know, I'll like fill up my candles and I'll have a little bit more and I pour it into the votives and I'll try to throw those in if I have like a bigger order or something like that. So they can smell like a different scent that they don't have. Um, but you know, you're trying to, to do something too, that's cost effective. Cause like, yes. That's brilliant. You know, for someone now you're yeah. recycling, oh. you're on brand, you're on your exactly. values, but you're also <laughs> like, oh, Gil, you're so good. Oh, thank you. I'm <laughs> trying. I'm trying. You you're know. so modest. Okay, so tell it's a learning. There's a learning curve. Go ahead. Oh, learning. Right. I know, mm -hmm. but you're at that yeah. perfect. Like honestly, you are such a perfect guest to have right now because you are in exactly the place where someone a few steps behind you who's just starting, who's just mm -hmm. taking the risk, who's just stepped into the pool, can like, can like see between where they are and where you are. And it doesn't feel so impossible. And at the same time, you've set up, you set a good bar for them. I love all your mm -hmm. knowledge and everything. So I know that people are going to want to be able to follow you and keep in touch. Where are the best places for them to find you? So I'm mostly, well, I'm very active on my Instagram, which is Gilly's Candles. Okay. So it's, Link there's back. no, um, apostrophe there and then uh, the same through etsy um just gillies candles all one word that's my name on there and then um i have my own website which is just gilliescandles.com so you could reach out to me there for custom orders there's a gallery of like all different like custom things that i've made you can shop through there um you can read uh, a newspaper article in there an online newspaper article that was done about the business kind of see like a little bit more about how I started. Um, but yeah, gillyscandles.com is probably the best place. And then Instagram and TikTok. I'm and Pinterest. Oh, I say that again. You know, I said, and Pinterest, you know, you Pinterest. gotta hit up all the social media. I have all those links from you. So I will link that for you guys. Mm -hmm. And if you, if you're not big on the links, Gilly is spelled G I L L I E. S Gillies candles. So, um, it's not E, it's not a Y, um, which I love cause I grew up with the sweetest Gilly ever. So I'll never forget. <laughs> um, so they will be able to find you that way. And my guess is we're going to be trying to beg you to come back here in a year or two. Cause it's going to be so fun to see where you land. <laughs> that would be actually, that. that would be awesome. So fun, right? Yeah. You're going to get a, um, mm -hmm. When, when this airs, I'll send you the links and everything. You guys just get to listen into the behind the scenes here for a second. I'm going to send you a little logo that you can see, you can put on your um, Etsy shop and your site, wherever the as seen on the how to sell your stuff on Etsy podcast. So, um, so that'll be fun. You're just like part of the family now. Super exciting. This was, this was honestly just a really fun experience. Thank you so much for having me. Well, thank you. You've been unbelievably generous and all of the candle um, artists are literally doing backflips because they've never had anything like this, at least not on my podcast before. You've been amazing. So thank you. It's been so fun getting to know you. We have to keep in touch and I will talk to you soon. Okay. Thanks. See you soon. And that's a wrap on this episode of How to Sell Your Stuff on Etsy. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today. If you're looking for more resources, head on over to howtosellyourstuff.com where you'll find podcast show notes, all the links from today's episode, the blog, courses, coaching, and more. If this episode was helpful to you, awesome. The greatest compliment I can receive from you is a rate, review, and subscribe on this podcast. Not only will it allow us to connect again on a future episode, it lets me know I'm providing you with value and helps other people find this content more easily. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for your support. Have a great day and see you next time.